Welcome everybody to episode 38 of the ADB podcast. Once again, we're going to be talking about a lot of important things today, so thank you for joining us. All right, so to preface this, we know that every on everyone's mind, actually it goes even further than just America. Yeah. Everyone's thinking and talking about the election, something I'm kind of tired of because I know it's going to take forever to figure this, this business out. Sure. That being said, we know that it has had a huge impact on the whole China sphere as well. Yeah. So we're going to commentate on that, but we got a bunch of other, I don't want to say news, a bunch of other stuff that we've decoded from the Chinese <laughs> internet and friends and all that kind of stuff sure. to cover. Um, but actually, why don't we just get into it? We will. I just, before we do though, I would like to just say to everyone out there, that um, yesterday I took my kid for a walk in the park and I was watching the other little kids playing uh, football or you call it soccer here. And, yes, um, we do. You know, baseball and stuff and the coaches were out and the parents were out walking their kids and stuff. Sure. And it just occurred to me that this, this picture that the media is painting to the rest of the world because I'm being contacted by family. I'm being, oh, yeah, because you're not American. You know, exactly. I'm being contacted by people in china who are like oh yeah. look how bad things are there yeah. and i'm looking at this stuff around me and i'm like you know what nothing's changed right obviously if you go downtown where they're going to be doing their antifa blm proud boys whatever nonsense you're going to be looking for trouble but in sure. the average everyday yeah, if you're life, hunting for that <laughs> nothing's changed it's still america it's still great everyone's nice to each other and out you know yeah. just yeah. with That's their families and things so you, i just wanted you, to <laughs> i wanted to put that out there for everyone that it's not chaos over here right it's I, totally fine I, it's it was it's so bad and that's what we're going to get into later but it's so yeah. bad the coverage that was in china right now it's a bit subdued but a girl i used to date literally a girl i used to date found a way to contact me she didn't even know i was on this years and years ago right right found a way to contact me because she was concerned that like america was like burning to the ground <laughs> my my wife's uh friends you know from china are telling her you better stay indoors and don't go outside because they're going to attack chinese people yeah yeah that's <laughs> you know? the weirdest thing have you, have you heard that you know what? my wife is the one that's been like being like what the hell is going on with these people sending me this shit i know it's crazy. anyway right? we'll get into that shit later we will indeed okay so we're going to start out like we always do with what's new guys and this is where we talk about what's new specifically with regards to china we got quite a few little interesting things to we share certainly with you. do are we going to start out with uh, fried rice gate fried rice gate Okay, fried rice gate. Let's. Um... I don't see that on the screen. I see it now. Okay. Now let me introduce you to something. Yeah. First of all, I'm pretty sure there's no one in the entire world that doesn't like fried rice. Tell me, fried rice isn't just bomb. It's awesome. It's I love fantastic. fried rice. I used to when I was young before I went to China. Is my like litmus test to see if a Chinese restaurant was good is I'd go in and order the egg fried rice. And if it was good, then you would know. Do you know that is actually an authentic way that Chinese people do that? They do the same thing. Oh, they do? They do. <laughs> okay. Because if you cook good fried rice, it means you're a good chef. It's like one of those things that everyone can do, yeah. but no one can do super, super well. You have to be like a really good chef. Hey, you know what the, the secret to fried rice is, by the way, which I never knew? Because, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, I'm going to make it. And you try fried Fresh rice, rice. And it's disgusting. <laughs> you have to leave it overnight. So you have yeah. to have steamed at rice. Least, at least overnight. Yeah. So it has to be done. And then you sure. leave it overnight so it can like harden or whatever and then you fry it so i'm the cook of the family and i'll leave the rice for about a week 
Okay. In the in the fridge because it needs to dry out enough to where it actually has some bite to it. Otherwise, right. it's literally like soup. Like it gets all congealed <laughs> yeah. and gross. Exactly. Anyway, mm-hmm. the guy that you see on the screen mm-hmm. is a very very famous chef in China, yeah. and he does cooking shows. And actually, I watch a lot of these cooking shows, not religiously, but if I need to find, I cook a lot of Chinese food. So if right. I need a recipe, I'll watch the ones in China, not in America. Yeah. Not like food.com or some shit. Exactly. I watch these guys. And this guy, um, he was doing a fried rice recipe, like a like a really simple one, but one that's like out of out of this world, right? Yeah. And he just got lambasted, yeah. crucified, and destroyed yeah. in Chinese media, and you won't believe why. And I just want to throw this out there real quick. Yeah. This is how quickly the Communist Party of China can flip something to make people super mad because mm-hmm. the average person wouldn't notice, number one, and number yeah. two, wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But this is how quickly nationalism can be stirred up. What happened to this guy? Okay, so basically, he put this recipe out. He did this show on the anniversary of the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, China celebrates it as a big victory. Um, explain it real quick in case nobody knows what the Korean War is. Well, the Korean War is when... Um, the communists try to invade the South. And this is a very simplified yeah, version, okay? People will tell me, oh, it was whatever, the other people's fault. doesn't matter, whatever. And they're still at war, by the way. But, of course, the U.S. and uh, the allies with South Korea fought back, and they fought all the way up, and then China sent in a bunch of troops like into the meat grinder, and lots of people died, and it was unnecessary, and it was a lot of crap. But at the end of the day, they're still at war. Nobody won, you know, but China sees it as a massive victory of repelling the evil... Right. Um, you know, allies. That's and, how they got their proxy state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. But anyway, they celebrated as a victory in China, mm-hmm. um, probably because it's the only non-loss they've had, you know, in recent memorable oh, history. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's a, it's a big thing. So anyway, this guy, obviously, he doesn't give a crap about that. He's just making his cooking show. But he goes ahead and he makes this fried rice dish and everybody hates him. And you know why? Because... Mao Zedong, you know, murderous Mao, mad Mao, the guy who starved the whole country to death and killed all the sparrows and yep, all that. I do. His son was killed during the Korean War while cooking fried rice. I'm sorry. Not to laugh at anyone's death. <laughs> now I'm going to laugh at that because if you're going to be seen as a martyr and the way you died was by cooking fried rice, it's pretty laughable. Dude, seriously. <laughs> and they're going after him. Yes, this Because poor he chef. was insensitive enough mm-hmm. to cook fried rice on the day that Mao's son... Who gives a shit about Mao's son? I know. He was just another privileged piece of shit in the war that was yeah. that got to enjoy like better privileges than everybody sure, else. Sure, sure. But anyway, this that's how petty things can get. And that's why mm. you see things like... Remember that what happened to Shinsha Dandan? Yeah, yeah. When he like had some random background music that he didn't choose that had a lyric that was like uh, racist or something he didn't yeah. even know and it wasn't even sudden, racist it, it wasn't said, no. it said fu manchu fu manchu and, and then everybody like, knows oh. fu manchu is this racial stereotype you know character evil right. chinese character that was invented back way before right. he, even he televisions existed up, okay right. this is like back right. in the day when <laughs> you know that was kind of part of the course of a yeah. life you know yeah. um so anyway like, anyway yeah. you see what happens like yeah. one little thread can be pulled out and everything unravels yeah for these people and it sucks for them yeah you think cancel culture is bad in the west and it is i hate cancel culture yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be liable for something you apologize about and you're yeah. sincere about and you sure. make better yeah, everybody makes mistakes for sure but these people don't even do anything wrong no <laughs> he cooked fried rice <laughs> He was making a helpful show to show everybody how 
to make delicious fried rice and he got destroyed. So oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, let's Poor move. guy. My condolences. Yeah, He's absolutely. not dead. But no, no. Well, he may as well might, be. His career yeah. might be. Okay. Now, something a little dearer and nearer to my heart is I hate illegal Chinese fishing mm. trawlers. <laughs> so okay. so much context needs to be given that imagine yeah. you're a new viewer <laughs> and you just come out saying that okay a lot of people don't seem to realize how bad their fishing practice are sure. practices are because they use drag nets yeah okay they Not literally the show they literally bring these yeah of course these these disgusting nets and they drag them across the bottom of the sea and they catch indiscriminately every last yeah. piece yeah. of living material within that area that they're fishing right drag it all up they don't they don't care about like destroying ecosystems they don't care about the fact that they've outfished the whole area there's no catch and release they they don't do sustainable fishing they do destructive fishing mm. okay and they're going around the entire world because china has outfished the seas on its coast right so they have to send them they destroyed the area around the galapagos islands recently and now they've moved down the the south american coast you know chile and argentina all those countries have had to deal with these illegal chinese fishing um like flotillas and they're 300 strong it's big it's like a military force it's not like you can just go and say hey get out the area they actually ram the coast guard ships and they hit people with sticks when they try to like get on board they're kind of like low-key pirates they are and they've set up their fishing trawlers with like metal spikes sticking out and stuff to deflate any kind of dinghies or rafts that try to board them it's insane and they get away with destroying the earth that's what they're doing that's the problem it's not a national issue at this point it's literally an international crisis yeah and the thing is it's kind of slipped under the radar people don't talk about it right and I, i it infuriates me because i don't know why and the reason why i know about this is because um, where I'm originally from, Cape Town in South Africa. There's right. a huge problem with this. It's been going on for a long time now. But what they do is they come hang out just outside the territorial waters. Right. And then at night, they turn off their satellite transponders and then they go into the territorial waters, destroy the ecosystem, takes like tons and tons of fish and sea life. And then in the morning, they go back out and they turn their transponders back on. Right. Obviously, everyone knows what's going on. But especially around Africa and countries like that, they pay the corrupt officials to turn a blind eye. Nothing gets done. And they get to willy-nilly run around destroying ecosystems around the world. They are a disgusting, terrible force that we need to, like, call in Captain Planet or something to take We need. We actually watched Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, we did. Just to, want to see if it yeah, held up. Yeah. It uh, doesn't. Yeah, nope. Anyway, the thing <laughs> is, um, it looks like some of the South American countries, as we can see here, uh, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru are kind of getting together and building a... a a network of uh, communication so that they can help to, as they say here, prevent, discourage, and confront. You get some schadenfreude when you see some videos of like mm. the Argent. I think the Argentinian one. Yeah, they took them down. But that's just like one example. They, the Argentinians like they sunk, I think, one vessel in 2016 or something. Sure. And you're like, woo! That doesn't do anything. No. There's thousands these of these things out there. These rust buckets are everywhere. Yeah, they're just out there to destroy and pollute, and you know, it's it's, it's like murder. literally like Captain Planet. Yeah, when is. I'm thinking about it, it's <laughs> yeah. like looting and polluting. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Not the way. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you should change China to like Luton Plunder Incorporated or something. <laughs> Whatever. There's there's so many parallels. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Anyway, so <laughs> it's good news that it's starting to get recognized by South America anyway. And uh, who knows, maybe maybe because of people like you who watch our show, you can spread a little bit of awareness, especially if you live in a country that's on the coast, you know, sure, just figure it out, try to look it up, see what's going on. 
because it's bad. It's it's really bad. It's affecting the entire world. Anyway, yes. and I'm not a Greenpeace tree hugger kind of person. Does, it doesn't. You don't it's need to just, say that. Yeah, Everyone should care about the but, environment. Like this is some some serious crap that's going on. Anyway, so if you like to eat fish, you should be pissed off. Yeah, where, <laughs> you go, where are you going to get your fillet of fillet of fish or whatever yeah, from McDonald's? Because that's, that's what people are after. <laughs> the least popular item in McDonald's menu. <laughs> well, it's not even going to be there anymore. It's not going to be there. You're not going to be able to get that. Yeah. Right. All right. This is my story. Yeah. Uh, this is actually very close to the the illegal border crossing that I saw. So. A long time back, I went with my buddies to the Vietnam and Chinese border. I was on the Chinese side. Yeah. And long story short, uh, the, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army down there, basically cooperates with the other side in Vietnam to allow human trafficking back sure. and forth. Yeah. And more or less, uh, this happens. The thing is, um, Vietnam is under a little bit of stress in these regions right now because it's going past just the illegal immigration side of things. Mm-hmm. There are tons and tons of immigrant workers, and you might not believe this, but it's happening. Thousands of immigrant workers from China going into Vietnam to work and make day wages and then go back because of uh, the economic slowdown in Guangxi and in Yunnan. Yeah. You might watch some YouTube videos or whatever and, and think that all of China is like on the rise or whatever, but it's regional just like anywhere else, sure. right? So there's a huge economic uh, uh, problem down in this border region, which is traditionally poor as hell anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you go down to this area and you're getting these people that are jumping the border. There's, and it's a pretty porous border. So sure. either you cross to the stream or these people, a lot of these people are going through these back roads mm-hmm. that'll sl- they'll, they'll get off the road basically and then slip past all the PLA barricades and all that kind of stuff. And they'll yeah. go there and they'll make some, make some money and they'll come back. And you wouldn't think that Chinese people would be going into a much poorer country mm-hmm. for a day wage. But the biggest problem, the, the reason this has happened is because so much manufacturing all these people that you're seeing in this photo are traditionally trained for manufacturing jobs, right? Yeah. And they're good at it, right? Yeah. Efficient. They're putting together your furniture. They're putting together your electronics. Yeah. They're putting together your toys, your Christmas decorations, yeah. right? All of a sudden, these people don't have manufacturing jobs because the factories have closed down because of tariffs and trade wars and yeah. things. Then they move to Vietnam. Yeah. Exactly. And Vietnam's open game. They're like, yeah, we'll take America's side in this. Yeah, we'll take the rest of the world's side. We'll take these manufacturing jobs. We saw, we went to Vietnam, yeah. saw how polluted it is now. It's crazy, especially up north where we were riding. Yeah, it's yeah. like China 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's insane the amount of de- development that's happening, but it's it's literally created chaos where the Chinese workers actually have to go into Vietnam to take their, their old jobs back. And the Vietnamese authorities are, are getting brutal on it. So you still have the bullshit corruption where people are going back and forth yeah but nowadays you have these like migrant workers that are their concern are going to take away local jobs so they're arresting people left and right the vietnamese yeah. authorities they throw you in jail they interrogate you for a couple of days and they send they'll literally drive you back in trucks mm-hmm. back to where you came from and be like don't let us get you again basically it's yeah. just insane you wouldn't think this is happening but this is a a, a symptom of the trade war and manufacturing sure. leaving china yeah what what happened was when um when i was first in china right Mm. um you were seeing a lot of stories on the news in Mm -hmm. chinese news about how uh, migrant workers were returning to china from vietnam because china is now prosperous and getting better and bigger and that's what you'd see is you would see the news about this you know the poor people that used to go to neighboring countries were all coming back because china's like so prosperous and amazing and for a while that was true but it's got to a point where, especially in the poor areas, because, yeah, I mean, when you listen to the news coming from China, it's all about like... It's soft power. It's all about like, oh, we built another skyscraper. Sure. Look how big our cities are. Look at the amazing mega city of Chongqing or whatever it is. Right. So you see all this stuff. 
And you're like, well, that's great. But what you're not seeing is you're not seeing the rural areas where the poor people live. Where the majority of the people There's still the majority of the people in China are poor. That's one thing that people don't seem to understand. They are still, the majority of the people are still poor. Right. And so you get incredibly impoverished areas, which are really, really poor. And these people need to earn a living. And so that's why they go over the border now back into Vietnam, because the jobs that they had with all the factories closing down are now in Vietnam. And also you have to remember... A lot of sneaky Chinese companies, in order to get past the um, the, the trade war and the tariffs and stuff, they kind of have proxy factories so that they can still do their same thing, but they can just say made in Vietnam, you know. And so that's the worst it. thing is that when you want to look for labels that don't say made in China, I know a lot of people are actively doing this right now, and I think sure. that's a noble thing to do mm. um, if you want political change within China. Yeah. The problem is these proxy factories make ninety-five percent of the product in, in China, China and still. They, sh- they ship them into Vietnam. Right. So they still make it there. They just illegally ship it over the border and then they sell it. They ship it from Vietnam to and, you. And don't ever get us wrong. When mm. we I, we get a lot of people saying like, oh, why do you keep chiding like Vietnam and stuff? No. Mm. Vietnam is a communist dictatorship. Yeah. It's an authoritarian country mm. that is slightly marginally better than China in yeah. terms of human rights atrocities. But this is the issue is that even though they're bitter enemies with each yeah. other, Vietnam and China... They will still find corrupt ways to deal with each other because they're both corrupt countries. Yeah, sure. Right? So be aware of that kind of thing. We, we got a very positive um, you know, uh, impression of Vietnam specifically because Vietnam is like the China mm. we knew when mm-hmm. we first got to China. It's got that whole like we're opening up and Pretty the economy is yeah, it's getting better and better. And so people don't, you know, it's not as strict. Right. It's more like let's all enjoy the moment. Let's have fun. Right. Yeah, we know we're like a brutal communist dictatorship. The, the but framework's but that's still okay. there. Yeah, but that's okay. We'll just ignore that for now. For now. For Everyone's having a good <laughs> yeah. time. When things sure. start to get a little worse, then, then we'll bring like that China. back again. You know, sure. we'll, we'll I don't, I don't see Vietnam opening. I've been tricked by China because we yeah. thought China would yeah. democratize yeah. and open up. But I think Vietnam will go down the same path. Exactly. So okay. Anyway, that's what's new. I thought you guys would find that interesting. Yeah. Now it's time for, for us to do some super chats and then we'll move on to our next segment, our main segment, which you're all waiting for. Right. Which has uh, to do with the elections. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I'm, oh, I'm being oh, sarcastic. Didn't we? We missed. Some... Oh, I thought, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to put that in the, in the end. We can go back to that. No, right, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in world, world news. Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's just not forget about it. Uh, Dave. Dave says, China's been funding Antifa. I've been trying to warn you guys for years. Mm. Sorry, I must have missed your message. Um, Magnum Beef. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that guy. I think he changed his name. Yeah. Magnum Beef. Amid all the insanity, I'm always grateful for you guys putting up, putting on an entertaining and informative show of videos. Can't, can't watch just now, but I'm looking forward to watch... Uh, to catching up later as I break from all the election coverage, lol. Yeah, thank yeah. you. We actually wanted to be a break from the election coverage, to be honest, but we knew that people were going to be asking yeah, about it. We so. do need to talk about but it. But we do have a lot of interesting stories, so yes, don't worry. Yes, we do. Uh, Dennis Stanford, thank you very much. Case closed. I know the Korean War. My grandfather fought in it, and thank you for his service. Mm-hmm. Unless he was a North Korean. I'm joking. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. D, uh, thank you very much. Uh, case closed. Do you, uh, you see the HK long make makers arrested this week? Yes. yes. And that's horrific. But mm. actually, 
the, within China's five-year plan right now yeah. is to uh, increase the governance of Macau and Hong Kong. To basically, it'll just be part of the mainland. China. Yeah, exactly. They've completely gone against the treaty that yeah. was signed in it's 1997. Totally broken. It's supposed to be 2047 when things are yeah. supposed to be like fully mainland China. But now it's a national security yeah. issue. So now it's going to be within five years. Yeah. Uh, let's just rip through these real quick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first Utopia, fist bump. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Jeremiah Johnson, the only bullets I want to send at my fellow Americans are silver bullets. Nice, Thank appreciate you. it. There's not going to be a civil war, and if you believe in that, you're a dumbass, or you're evil as hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. you want a civil war? No, I don't want a civil war. I mean, oh, I, I'm kind of missing the chaos of South Africa, so, you know. Oh, so you want a little bit Maybe a little comes. something goes on here, I'll feel at home, you know. Just like a little. A little yeah, little just a little home. something. I uh, hope all is well with you guys. Thanks for the, all the entertainment you provide. Mm -hmm. And special thanks for all the important info. Thank you, Jeremiah. And I hope everyone's just sharing silver, silver bullets, not a sponsor. Yeah. Um, D. Winston, it's sad to see what the barbarians do with South Africa and Ukraine. I want to make a petition to government to accept white South Africans. Do you think it's worth it? I mean, that would be nice if you did something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's a very difficult subject to approach because if you bring up the whole um, thing that's happening to white farmers in South Africa which is a real thing it's not it's not made up um, and it's affected my family as well as uh, lots of people I know um, it's always seen as some kind of a racist issue sure where it's just a real issue of like a demographic being targeted for murder and torture and rape and so it's terrible and um, you know try bring it up with anyone and they'll call you a racist so it's tough i don't know i'm thinking about making a video i've been thinking about making a video about that for ages but it's so difficult to approach that subject because the rest of the world is being conditioned to ignore it mm -hmm. if that makes sense sure so yeah we'll see we'll see i made an impassioned video about it once i sat and recorded it i went out it was still when i was in china and i recorded a whole monologue about it and um i got a bunch of uh, South Africans to send me their stories of how they've been like savagely destroyed their families and stuff. And when I was editing it, I just uh, kind of gave up on it. I thought like, mm -hmm. if I, if I release this, it's not going to have any impact. It's just going to be counteractive. So I had to think of a way well, to you should look at it from a human rights perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I'm, I'm still trying to think of a way to do sure. it. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So we'll see. Cool. All right, let's head yeah. into that. Okay, now we're going to move on to our main thing, which is a soft power hour where we talk about how the Chinese government is changing your mind and those around the world. Now, this is mostly about how China is using soft power domestically. We usually talk yeah. about how it's like creeping into other places. Mm -hmm. This kind of has both effects, but here, let me give you a short timeline here, okay? Mm -hmm. Obviously, China is going to have to talk about the election. Every country in the world is talking about the election, right? right? What I found interesting, and by the way, little preface here. If you guys are, think we're going to be talking about our predictions, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> that is not yeah. what you're here for. We're here to talk about the Chinese perspective. That's right? correct. Yeah. Um, so what initially happened was there was a torrent of coverage within China. So I've been yeah. digging in through archive.org, and I've been talking to people about what was happening in Beijing, Shanghai, Huizhou, mm -hmm. uh, Guangzhou, and a couple other places around China, and what people were talking about. And yeah. the basic word on the ground, the word on the street, I hate when people say they're on the ground. <laughs> I'm on the ground. What are you doing on the ground? Cool, get up. That's the yeah, up. exactly. You're getting dirty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, the basic <laughs> word on the street was that, mm -hmm. holy shit, Chinese media is going, holy shit, look at the US, look at this dysfunctional wasteland of a society. People yeah. are turning on each other. People are killing each other. Everything's boarded up. No one, everyone's scared to go out. It's yeah. crazy. And it's basically hyper cut after hyper cut of all the right footage, right? Yeah, yeah. And that was like the continuing thing. Mm. Then there was this, the next part of the timeline was like, 
oh, well, who does China endorse? And then China said, we've never interfered. We don't endorse anybody. We don't interfere in, in any sort of uh, international affairs, which in terms of elections, nominally, like speech-wise, what they tell their people, that's always been true. Mm -hmm. they, they say this is not for us because they don't, They've always been paranoid to endorse democracy in any way. Sure. So if you say, no, we prefer this person, this is better for China. To them, that's all already saying, hey, listen, this is an alternative uh, political style. Sure. That we're not endorsing, but we're saying this exists and we prefer this person. So in a way, it's yeah. kind of like promoting it. Yeah. So that was the, the beginning of the timeline. But then eventually they kind of came out and said, well, listen, Biden would be less harsh on China. So they kind of kind of endorse like uh was unofficially endorse him yeah then he came out biden came out and said some bad things did pulled the same rhetoric as trump did in terms of like his uh anti-ccp rhetoric right sure whereas calling people thugs saying that there's human rights abuses both sides were, were playing off this right mm -hmm. and it was very apparent that if any of this news would leak out to the chinese populace yeah it's not good because it just shows a bipartisan support for not supporting the Communist Party of China. Right. So what they did was start to squash it. And look at this Global Times article here, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at this headline, it's, what does it say? It says, U.S. elections attract few Chinese fans. So it went from this big, huge spotlight on mm -hmm. what an F up this is. Yeah. To now, there's very, very little information online. Okay. Yeah. And what I want you to do is scroll through here. If you go on Xinhua, yeah. which is the, this is the big dot, right? Yeah. This is where all the other little news things basically filter up. Yeah, this, exactly. This Xinhua is like the, the, the head of the stream. There is only one minor article on the entire front page where previously all these other pages were littered with this stuff, right? Yeah. So to go back to that Global Times thing, what they're trying to do now is instead of shine a spotlight on the election and all the turmoil and chaos that everyone's dealing with, if you go back to that, Mm -hmm. um, just so people have a little point to look at. Which one? Uh, the, the Global Times one previously. Okay. If you look at this, this is now what it is. It's like yeah. the article, I, I had a fun time reading it. I'll actually read... Um, something from the article? I'll read something from the article. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. This says, the Global Times says, um, the, originally this is what they were saying, okay? It said, absurd! The president jumps the gun before the election results are out. And they also reported that the prime minister of Slovenia had called Trump's victory prematurely. They, they were firing these articles yeah, yeah. out. But then this is what you're seeing now. Okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. This is the kind of crap you're seeing now. This is from today. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, long story short, this is what the article said. It said, before, Chinese people used to look favorably upon the U.S. because they had a democratic system. They had a choice. Mm -hmm. But nowadays... Chinese people don't even care. Even Chinese Americans, they don't even care anymore. Sure. <laughs> that is so far from the truth from yeah. if you actually talk to Chinese Americans. But yeah. what they're trying to do is show China, Chinese people specifically, yeah. that people in America, Chinese Americans that even grew up here, mm -hmm. are so disenchanted with the system that yeah. they don't even give a shit anymore. And this is the disinformation they're trying to do right now. What they're trying to do is tell everyone that, look, our communist system where you don't right. get a choice is better. Right. And... Even people that have a choice, they're worse off. Look at this right. chaos that they're in and all this nonsense. And it plays very well in their favor. It does. Especially since the mainstream media in the U.S. really, really exaggerates and bigs up what's going on. Sure. Because that's how they make their money, is through sensationalism. So they go out and they make it look like it's like the country's on fire. Like I said, it's not. I could, I could literally go right now with my camera and drive around and drive interstate from here to the main cities and it would be very hard to find anything other than a couple of pissed off people with signs okay right. 
You're not going to see people burning crap down in my neighborhood. You're not going to see people burning no. crap down downtown here. Even no. it's you're going to get you're going to get bad people on both sides doing some nonsense. But it's really not that bad. But as far as the Chinese press is concerned, it is. Right. And that's what they're telling their citizens is that look how bad America is. Be grateful that you don't even have a choice. Right. You know? I found the quote. It says, okay. it's worth noting that in the past, Chinese people cared about the U.S. elections. Mm. Keep in mind, they've already blasted and put out countless articles about how important this is and how crazy it is and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. then it, they changed their tone. Yeah. In the past, Chinese people cared. Yeah. The main reason being they envied how America could hold such democratic elections. Of course, there mm -hmm. are Chinese who are still envious, but it must be said. Any collective feeling of envy has long dissipated. You notice how they group everyone together, even Chinese people that are Americans. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. The mainstream view of today's Chinese people is that China and the U.S. are two major countries under completely different conditions. They should each go their own way. Even if some people have admiration for the U.S. elections, their admirations remain just that. They don't think China should follow suit. <laughs> this is like, yeah. who, who are you talking about? Sure. Everyone, apparently. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, you know, from what we've been hearing from people in China, mm -hmm. um, from the, their perspective, what they've been reading, because you have to understand that all the bad, ridiculous, over-the-top articles, they've, they've now all been scrubbed, okay? We took yeah, a look, yeah. like a lot of the Oh, articles, yeah, they're all for you. Yeah. I put some in there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because I was. I had saved articles yeah. for us to cover here. Yeah. Because so, I found the coverage absolutely ridiculous. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. I found the coverage just absolutely keep going, keep going. Okay, what? Keep going. Okay, yeah, keep get in there. Um, I would, and I was pulling these up, and I was like, oh crap, they're gone. Yeah, this article's gone. This is a huge, this and that was a big gone. one. Okay, now the reason why we're talking about all these articles that have just gone and stuff is these sensationalist articles get spread around very quickly in China. The WeChat right. spe specifically, everybody right. has it in their hands. Everyone follows. In WeChat, you can kind of follow different mm. news outlets, so you can follow mm. different groups. And what will happen is you'll see these like stories pop up, sensationalist, all the time. And that's what people read and they believe it. But by the time they've read it and ingested it and actually believed it, you know, if it gets deleted, it's too late, right? And that's right. why so many of our Chinese friends and so on are like, oh my God, telling my wife, don't go out. They're going to attack Chinese people on the right. street on site. I mean, it's... It's really bizarre. Even, right. even one of my uh, Asian neighbors near my house, and I was having a chat with him because, you know, everybody here is talking about the elections. Mm. And I'm not an American, so I don't, you know, pick and choose a side, but I'm just observing and I'm finding it quite interesting. And uh, he's like paranoid. He's like, oh, oh man, if, you know, if the wrong person wins, I won't be able to go out there because, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm Asian American. Sure. I'm like, dude. There are more Asians living in my neighborhood than, than any other race. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone's yeah. friendly. Everyone loves Yeah, in loves our area, everyone. like in Long Beach, <laughs> like, you know, there's so many pockets. It's like yeah. our, uh, the majority of our friends are actually Asian. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually quite funny. It's yeah. a weird narrative that's been spread around, and I think everyone's buying it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, honestly, the funniest thing is that my mm -hmm. wife's perception of that is, is like, don't believe it. Because when she sees that kind of stuff coming from China, mainland China, she knows, like, okay, that's it's bullshit. But anyway, this is basically to, to, to boil it down, mm -hmm. the initial narrative that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, wanted people yeah. to believe was this. It yeah. says, by showcasing how uh, things work, work out badly in the United States, a sense of patriotism can be created. Yeah. We are doing a better job in that China, right? We're doing a better job and thereby generate support 
for the government and non-democratic style of uh, selecting leaders. With democracy, you get people like Trump. You don't want that. And that was a quote from, I believe it was someone like in Beijing or something. Yeah, it's but one this of these is, articles that's been taken down. No, no, no. no this is a quote. Point. This is not someone yeah. that supported either side. This is right. someone that was saying this is what's happening within sure. China. So within China, the idea is that you need to show how bad the American system is to scare the shit out of people. And the thing, the reason I wanted to bring this up, the, mm -hmm. sorry, scare the shit out of Chinese people. Yeah, sure. You don't want this democracy. You don't want this crap. The reason I wanted to bring this up was that I found it bizarre that it went from this huge spotlight on this scenario, which I thought it's going to work massively in their favor to scrubbing the shit out of all of yeah. it. So why why is gone. it all gone now? Yeah. I, I'm just curious. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it's very, very weird. It was They turned on a dime. And I mean, look, that's, that's why the title of our video today is China Wants an American Civil War. Sure. And that is because they want to be able to say to their people, look how bad... Right democracy is look how bad america is right. don't do that don't ever think about voting because it just leads to chaos and and disorder and you know that's not for us you're just right. gonna have to do what we say and shut the hell up right basically and that, that's literally what it is i mean yeah. they would absolutely love turmoil in the u.s because number one if we're actually to decouple from china like as a lot of countries are talking about yeah. which is gonna it will decimate the chinese economy sure the only thing they can do is really focus on domestic stability at that point. Yeah. And if there is or if there is uh, outside, I almost spoke Chinese. If in yeah. America there is uh, instability, it's yeah. a great poster child. Sure. That's why I thought it was so interesting that there wasn't interesting. It was very normal that they were covering it like yeah. they always do. But I just find it so weird that they turned off that tap yeah. right now. I don't know what's going on. Just remember in China, social harmony yeah. and social stability is the utmost important thing. Right. That's why they've got this terrible, obscure law that they can arrest anyone, sure. anyone, sure. for any reason that for they want reason. and just say that you're disrupting social yeah. harmony. Yeah. That's the charge. Yeah, that is the charge. So because you posted something online that like upset somebody, right. they'll say you're disrupting social harmony and they can lock you away forever if they want. Right. That's the thing. That's why it's so arbitrary in China for arrests. It um, is. Anyway, so that's the main topic. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot more. We got a lot more to yeah. come, so don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> There's don't, no commercial don't touch break. that dial. <laughs> There's no commercial break. Just super chat break. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Magnum Beef came back and he said, "No worries, guys. I'll take election coverage from y'all before any of the mainstream stuff I've been watching." Thanks. We didn't really cover the election. Yeah, but thanks. Uh, yes, it's Orc Monkey Two Thousand. It's Orc Monkey Two Thousand. We know you, bro. Yeah, we yeah. Know. Or a woman. We don't know. <laughs> CC uh, mm -hmm. five pounds. Thank you. Twitter flagged Trump's tweet and claimed it was misleading, but rarely does so on tweets from Chinese state media. Is this censorship for political gain? Well, tip for tap. I think it's absolutely ridiculous in censorship in any way shape or form however they did remove like 150,000 chinese accounts but twitter is not i'm no friend to twitter no, i'm just gonna throw that out there i really don't like twitter that mm. much the reason i think a lot of the chinese state media stuff gets through is that there's a lot of it's very normal to criticize leadership in the west right mm -hmm. but it is not necessarily normal to criticize not your leadership right so if you have chinese media or whatever a lot of it passes by because people will be like oh that's 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 China's thing. That's their own thing. Mm. Meanwhile, they're using a blocked app, yeah. right? Which is super hypocritical. Well, here's here's the real reason because you if you <laughs> if you look at Twitter, okay, it's a cesspool. Yeah, people are it's always bitter. on the attack. Yes, so they're attacking American politicians. They're attacking UK politicians like yeah. Boris Johnson or whatever. That's what I'm saying it's normal. Whoever yeah. is it, John? Whatever. One of those guys, crazy hair guy. 
you know, they, <laughs> they, they're they attacking yeah. Australian politicians. They're yeah. attacking, you know, human rights activists. They're sure. attacking whoever. It's disgusting what goes on on Twitter. But for some strange reason, if you are going to attack a Chinese politician or if you're going to attack the Chinese government or something, it's immediately seen as racist. Now, this is the thing that really annoys me is China's managed to play this racism yeah, card. Yeah, they've linked the two. China, like a Chinese politician is a politician. It doesn't right. matter if he's Chinese, right? Right. Okay. And it's a nationality anyway. And it's a government organ. You can criticize them. But right. for some bizarre reason, they've managed to convince these Silicon Valley companies like Facebook and so on. Sure. That their feelings get hurt and that it's right. a racist thing to say that something's wrong with China or something's wrong with that Chinese politician. And it's worked. And it works. It really, really works. And I wish the rest of the world would wake up. China's not some some poor little minority, you know, that's being oppressed or something. It's a majority. China's a massive country. When you're in China, you will understand that the most of the people in the world are Chinese. It's everywhere. Okay, they're huge. They're literally <laughs> huge. Okay, We're, I'm not even joking. They, they are the majority. I know, I and they're it. an oppressive authoritarian regime over there okay the, the ccp yeah i'm going to, to i was getting to that people. yeah they're terrible towards their own people and other people and they use western values against western people so that's why the chinese government misinformation mm. and the chinese government state organs and state media can post on twitter with impunity yeah okay yeah, I get it. and be racist and be disgusting and do their global times can post the most horrible headlines that are insulting to um, Indians or insulting yeah, to Americans true. or whatever, and they get away with it and they get a blue check mark and everything. Right. But if anyone says, Oh, China did this bad thing, the Chinese government did this bad thing, oh, you're racist towards China, and then right. it gets shut down. And that's why they're winning, is because they play the race card, right? Even though it's absurd that they get to do that, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Especially the Chinese government and Chinese society is one of the most racist societies I've ever, ever seen. And you can take that from me. I'm South African, I came from the racist capital of the world. I know what racism is, and I can see it clearly. Where a lot of people can't. They see funny nuances as being racism. I'm talking about real racism. You know, China's guilty of that. The the government and society. So we have to recognize it and stop letting them bulldoze us by using that rhetoric against us. If that makes any sense. Right. Anyway, I totally agree. Rant over. Rant okay. Over. Sorry. Uh, O'Connell, O seven, hmm. isn't worrying how CCTV manufacturer. H high vision is mm -hmm. installed by governments in public areas, school courts, etc. We are asking China to spy on us. Well, I would I would assume that people that are buying those products are taking them apart to see what's inside of them. It's not yeah. like black magic inside of the. If you open up a cell phone or a camera or something, it's not like some hidden secrets. Well, it's unless it's, you're it's being about the dumb. firmware. It is. It's about That's the true. firmware. That's true. You know, the thing is, uh, HK Vision. I bought some of their cameras in Shenzhen because you know they're manufactured there and stuff. Mm. Okay, and I've, I've went to all the CCTV markets. I I can guarantee you that the majority of the cameras, you know, closed circuit television cameras, are all manufactured there anyway. And yeah. probably the camera inside your Nest Cam or your your there. Ring cameras all comes from there anyway. Maybe not anymore, but. Um, the, the, Up until recently, the fact of the, yeah, the fact of the matter is though that the 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 foreign companies that are getting things manufactured, they usually have oversight and they they are in charge of software development and right. stuff. But if you're buying a Chinese branded camera, 
you don't know what's True. in the software, what's in the firmware, what backdoors are there, sure. you know, what security vulnerabilities are in there. That's and true. that's that's really what people are worried about, especially the fact that we live in a world where we've got this internet of things. Sure. You know, you buy a camera and it connects to the internet. Right. It doesn't need to go through your server. No. So you don't have a firewall that can sniff the IP and stuff sure. and see what's going on. That's true. It just connects directly to your Wi Fi and it's got open access. So, you know, that is a worry. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like through customs, though, I think these products should be being examined if they're get, being They're, they're not going to examine the firmware. Like, what are you going to do? It, if they're reselling them here, they probably would. I don't know. I have to who's, what's, who's doing that? Is the FBI coming around the and man. saying, you know, let's, the uh, man does let's it. take a look at these cheap IP cams that people are buying from China and True. let's look at the firmware? I don't True. think so. I mean, they, they find things like that every now and then. But. Yeah, only when something's been leaked. Yeah, or whatever. Sure. So it is up to you to be vigilant. It is. About no, for sure. I would prefer if you didn't. <laughs> I mean, I, I know people that are like, I'm not going to have an Amazon Alexa in my home. I'm not having microphones listening to me. It's like, right. whatever, dude, you know, go, where's your tinfoil hat? Right. But at the same time, and it, yeah, of course it is a risk. We all know that. Sure. I'm not saying it's not a risk, the, the Amazon Alexa thing, but come on, dude. You know, the thing is like when you're buying some cheap Chinese product, that's coming in that's a chinese brand mm. or at least especially if it's linked to the chinese government like huawei or something you got to know that there's a of risk course. there's a big I totally risk agree with that. you know what i mean anyway um angel pivno pivonka thank mm. you Braden Hemminger, thank you. Uh, crazy times right now. Thank goodness we have you guys right now. Oh, thanks. thanks. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, appreciate that a lot. We need to keep saying as well. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep saying for you. We'll try. Nick yeah. Kirby, uh, would you guys do some videos on how to make your favorite Chinese dishes? Actually, I have um, I have a thing that I filmed with me and Vivi. Mm. Um, we're going to do a series, Can You Cook Authentic Chinese Food from Walmart? Right. Because I feel like anyone can go to Walmart, right? Right. And I might as well put that up. Yeah, I Might as well throw that out there. If you if you want to go, my wife has a channel. It's called Who Knows H U Knows, and um, uh, I actually did a whole series where it was like called Who Can Cook, and she cooked some of her favorite and my favorite Chinese dishes. And uh, yeah, it was in China, so we were using ingredients bought there. But at the same time, it's simple stuff like you can buy a chicken here, you know, you can yeah. buy some chili powder here. It's not a big deal, so you can take a look. It's kind of fun. Sure. Uh, three Cream. I've been trying to counter my dad repeating CCP propaganda. Any suggestions? Also, I know Winston is a big fan. Looking forward to Mass Effect N7 Day this weekend. I worked on the first That's game. Awesome. That's cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely love Mass Effect. Look, countering the CCP's propaganda, that's... Just stay out of it. Like, <laughs> I understand. We yeah. get this question all the time. I understand it's your family. It really sucks. It depends. I mean, if you're... I don't know your nationality. If sure. you're, I'm if, pretty sure it's Chinese. If it's Chinese, <laughs> the only way, the only way, and I've said this over and over again, especially an older Chinese person who's set in their ways, the only way that you're going to convince them otherwise is to get another Chinese person he, of the same demographic. Chinese. So, yes, okay. All right. <laughs> it's his dad. No, but I'm saying... <laughs> No, oh, you're saying like his son? You know, there's a filial oh, piety. Big, big you know, tiger, come right. on, it's not going to work. Right. You need somebody of his age who's you know grown up in America a or something, who has a has yeah. a different mindset to, sure. to slowly kind of chip away at that. Because the only person that a Chinese person of that age is going to listen to is another Chinese person because they've been conditioned since birth. That's not young. Yeah. yeah since birth that the outside world and anyone who's not Chinese is an enemy of China Correct. and that's why they won't even listen to someone who's not Chinese so right. that's my um, I agree. suggestion to you Winnie Yip uh, read a Chinese article that says it is too late to repair US-China relations and Biden will take an anti-China stance to appease US citizens that's kind of the defeatist attitude the CCP has right now they, there's no faith in the American system so it's basically they know that 
They know that it's going to happen, but they're also terrified of the decoupling, especially economically. I think people have finally woken up. And the problem is China's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar one too many times. And it's reached a point now where there's no more hiding it. There's no more just like, oh, it's okay. We'll let you get away with that. Let's move on. And, uh, you know, even somebody like Biden, who definitely has ties to China, well, so does Trump. Everyone seems to have ties to China. But even someone like that can't just go out in public and say China's great and wonderful no, and there's no, you know he's going to have over. to do something yeah. otherwise um, you know the people of the USA are going to lose faith it's, in him it's and like that in Western Europe it's, yeah. it's all over now and you know at least Trump went out there and started to talk about China mm-hmm. and bring it you know to the attention of uh, of um, you know the, the people in America that's something I respect Trump for a lot it doesn't matter if he's a buffoon or whatever other problems that he's brought forward is probably the, the the biggest figure in the world right now who's actually calling China out on certain things because they've been getting away with stuff for decades. And when you've lived in China, especially where I did in Shenzhen, where you see, you see where everything's manufactured electronically and you see how the the people who can create a little widget for like 10 cents sure. and ship an entire container of these things for free because of government subsidies and trade subsidies because they're, you know, in the World Trade Organization as like a developing country. You see all the shortcuts that are taken and how China has been taking advantage of the rest of the world and completely destroying the ability of other countries to keep up. Right. Because if a 10 cent widget can be sent for free anywhere in the world from China, there's no way that a local person who's building the same widget will be able to compete. It's not possible because the labor costs are too high, the material costs are too high, the shipping costs just to send it from America, from within the borders of America, costs more than it costs for them to send it all the way from China. So you see all this kind of stuff happening in front of you. And I think Trump being a businessman, you know, first and foremost, cottoned on to some of this stuff and said, you know, enough's enough. And that's why this whole trade war started to to come to the front. Mm. But that's something I respect him for, is being able to do that and bring it to people's attention. Um, and it doesn't matter what I think or anyone thinks of the man, that's one thing that he did right. And I'm hoping that if Biden wins, he will continue along this path, you know? So this is just something that we all have to be mindful of. I don't think any of. other option. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, th- this is the, the point, is China has been caught too many times. Sure. So it's just not possible, Yeah. you know? Cool. All right, let's um, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, guys. Now uh, we are now moving on to the worldview. We got a couple of interesting things here. Um, we're going to start with a cautionary tale, and we did talk about this <laughs> last time. For all you time. auto manufacturers out there. No, this is not for auto manufacturers. This joking. is for anyone business who still has like the notion that doing business with China is a good idea. Sure. You know, I think the kind of ideas in the zeitgeist take a long time to peter out. Back a decade ago, everybody was saying China is the best investment. Teach your ch- kids to speak Chinese sure. because in the future, all business is going to be done through China, sure. which was a good prediction. It was. It was a good prediction. You know what? It was valid at the time. It was. People were going to China, setting up factories sure. and making things like, I'd say, two decades ago, a decade and a half ago, um, and they were becoming successful and uh-huh. it was good. But unfortunately, that is no longer the case. Right. Okay. You can't do it. The... the Labor costs are too high. The protectionism of China, all the nonsense that gets in the way is now preventing that. You can't just as an average guy go over there and start manufacturing a product and expect to make things work. It's not going to work like that anymore. No. But unfortunately, a lot of the average person on the street still has that idea right. of 10 years ago right. that you can do this. Right. So let's talk about what happened to Saline. 
So Saline uh, is a car company that soups up Fords, basically. Yeah. And what happened was uh, Saline thought they could break into the Chinese market. Yeah. Thinking that they could tap into that really ultra high-end market, right? Mm -hmm. They even got, uh, what's that dude that looks like you? Oh, the Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. They got, <laughs> Everyone they said I used over. to. Not anymore. I'm too fat now. Right. <laughs> anyway, they, they yeah. went over to China to release their, their mm -hmm. new product line, right? Yeah. And they said basically to these massive Chinese investors, they're like, yo, this is the future. Yeah. You guys got the money. We got the, we got the cars. We got the ideas, right? Mm. This is going to be huge. What happened very quickly after was they were investigated for fraud, yeah. completely yeah. out of the blue. Wait, and the, bear in mind, this is after they'd already invested, oh, yeah, set, up the set up the yeah. factories, they all everything's there, all their IP. They've now started to produce the vehicles. Right. They have a showroom. Everything. In Jiang, is in Jiangsu, I believe, yeah. uh, province in, mm -hmm. in eastern China. Yeah. So everything's all set up. And then, then they got hit with 500 different Chinese patents. So China, the Chinese uh, investors and the people working there, what they did mm -hmm. was go and lay off everything, lock everything up. Yep. They shut down their Shanghai showroom. Everything got seized. And then they got 500 patents for every part and manufacturing <laughs> process of the saline. Yeah. The saline brand was lost to yeah. China. Yeah, now belongs to China. In China. In China. So, I mean, it just shows you how they work. Um, they take the product that's there, the, in, the intellectual property, right. and then they patent it for themselves, and then you can't fight it in China. Right. Remember what happened to our friend Mark and his bar? Yes. Do you remember that? I, I got to tell the story. Yeah, go for it. So, Sorry, I'm going to throw something out there. Yeah. Um, they, for some bizarre reason, YouTube decided to log us out, so I can't see the Super Chats coming through. So what I'm doing is copying and pasting all of them coming in okay, because right. they're not saving them here. Okay. So feel free to keep sending them. I'll stockpile them while we talk. All right. So we have this friend and he um, is fairly successful out in Huizhou opening bars and stuff. Mike, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, Mike. So the guy's a successful guy, really nice guy, by the way. Yeah. I and um, so he had a, a successful bar and he decided, I'm going to open a branch. So, you know, same bar name, same yeah. logo, everything in, an, in a Diversity, neighboring yeah. city. So he went to the neighboring city and he signed his rental agreement. He put in all the paperwork for the local government for his licenses and everything like that. And he went and set up the storefront. So he went and put the name of his bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he went and did that and he put it up. And then the next day. I believe it's copyrighted. In yeah, China. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he had it. Uh, he did. Yeah. Anyway, he went and put up his bar's logo and sure. name, and then the next day he got a copyright claim against him. Yeah. And what had happened was the day that he'd gone and put up the name, right. somebody That's right. had walked past, and this is obviously what they do for a living, taken a photo of it, and immediately went down to the local city's patent office and registered that logo and in that, that name city. in that city in that local Chinese person's name, and then sued him. Yep. And he had to settle and pay a huge amount to, in order to use his own name. That's how it works <laughs> in China. Yeah, so just, uh, just to let you know, it's kind of ridiculous. So yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. So now Saline's back to modifying cars in the US. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's a cautionary Good tale. Good job. Yeah, it's a cautionary tale. You should read about it in more in depth. Too. Honestly, though, idea. this is so many, so many examples. Yeah. That's not even funny. Anyway, all right, let's uh, continue. Yeah. Next okay. on Worldview, we have, um, let's skip that one. Let's skip the video thing towards the okay. end. Yeah, we'll do I actually think, Winston, I think that maybe we should just explain it and let them go see the video. Okay, um, yeah, I'm going to put this, you can see it behind us, this Emily sure. Riley human I don't. I don't want to play it for, because mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be this like regurgitation thing. We sure. felt quite passionate about this mm -hmm. because of what, the this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, I'll just give you a little rundown. Mm -hmm. So this woman, Emma Riley, she's a mm -hmm. human rights lawyer, but she's in the UN. 
Yeah. Okay. In Geneva. In Geneva. So what was happening is she realized that, you know, the whole Xinjiang Uyghur situation. Mm. China set up these concentration camps for for the Muslim minority called the Uyghurs, the people yeah. that don't look Chinese, they have their own culture and all this kind of stuff. Muslims. Yeah. Muslims. Yeah. This is not their only identity. Sure. And um, they're they're a Turkic people. Yeah. They have a, their own vast culture. But anyway, the the point is they're trying to Hanify. They're trying to China Chinify the region. Sure. So they're they're setting up these work groups and all these concentration camps. Really. Yeah, it's forced labor. Forced really. labor and yeah. stuff. And what what's happened is it's the world's it caught the world's attention, rightfully so. It's yeah. pretty it's it's modern day genocide in a fairly developed country. Yeah. So people are talking about it. And obviously people thought it was insane when China joined the UN Human Rights Watch Council. Sure. Because they were currently participating in cultural genocide. Yeah. So why would you allow an authoritarian dictatorship and for example like saudi arabia is in it it's a it's a big joke yeah. right why would you allow a nation like this to join the human rights council well it turns out what what does he find out well what's been happening is you know when you go to appeal the the un human rights council so let's say you're an activist or you're a dissident or you're somebody who's a refugee or something you can go to the human rights council to, to plead your case to right. go and say look this is what's happening in China, this right. is what's happening, and it needs to be sorted out, you right. know, that kind of thing. So what would happen is before these cases would happen, okay, because you have to make an appointment. So yeah. say say I, Winston, want to go and make uh, a plea mm -hmm. to, to the Human Rights Council. I have to make an appointment, they get my details, and then they set me up a schedule to come in. Right. What was happening is China would ask the UN Human Rights Council the names of the people who are going to come in, the Uyghurs who are going to come in to plead their case beforehand. So yes. before they came in. Right. Then what they do is they, well, not what they would do, what they are, what doing, they are doing, what they yeah. are doing right now. What they do then is they take that person's name, they find their family within the borders of mainland China, because this is how the Communist Party always works, and they threaten them or de detain them or put them away, you know, or do whatever they do in order to stop that person going to the Human Rights Council. Right. In order to just stop it happening. It's pretty after. It's very immoral. And um, apparently, China is the only country that the UN allows us to happen with. So the UN is giving out this private information, this very sensitive information of these people's names um, to the Chinese government, which is right. absolutely abhorrent. It's terrible. Right. right. It's you know, literally... It's participating in said genocide yeah exactly but i do want us to just watch the first yeah the, just this little bit so you can understand. just the first little bit okay we're, no, gonna, I agree. we're gonna play it for you and then you can see for yourself all right no, i worked at the un in geneva and i was supporting the un human rights council um which is the body you just talked about world governments around the world come and talk about human rights issues and it's just about the only body at which civil society representatives human rights activists have the right to speak and every session, prior to the session, the Chinese government would ask the UN whether or not certain people were planning to come. And it is completely against the rules to hand over that information to any government. But the UN makes an exception for China and only for China. And it gives them the name. And China uses that information to go to harass these people's families that are still based in, in China. All right, guys, um, I do suggest that you guys go and uh, give that a watch. It's yeah. pretty easy to find it. Yeah. Okay. It's very, very disturbing. Yeah. But anyway. it, is, it is the way China operates, and that's why 
without a doubt, this is the case. Right. Without a doubt. Yes. Okay. People might say like, oh, no, that's not true, etc., etc. It is true. It right. is 100% true. Sure. So, you know. Now, mm. on that heavy note, let's move on to something as a, I told you so moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you get a lot of people out there, and I'm not going to yeah. name names, yeah. but they will say, you know what? It's not actually illegal to use a VPN in China. I know uh, you think you think that's preposterous, <laughs> but they come up with this idea that, okay, ch the Chinese government blocks the internet, but yeah. they allow VPN usage, which, I mean, technically they could shut down all VPNs. They allow it because a little bit's okay, right? Yeah. And companies need to be able to operate out of China, so they need a VPN, obviously, to mm -hmm. use Google and things like that, right? Sure. And obviously the... The Chinese Communist Party needs a VPN because they need to freaking use Twitter and YouTube and all these services. Well, I mean, they block let's, their own let's be honest, the, the Chinese Communist Party doesn't filter their own you know, thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. They need to have unfettered access to the internet, <laughs> yeah. but the people are not allowed <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That. People are not allowed Anyway, that. my point is, mm -hmm. there is this bizarre rhetoric that I see amongst, let's say, pro-CCP influencers okay. that yeah. like to say... That the use of VPNs is totally legal within China. It's just you can't promote or sell a VPN. Okay. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Now, of course, this it's is, not. This is a police record from the People's Government of Zhejiang Province. That's just in eastern China. A man, and this is not a porn charge. This is not a distribution charge. A man was arrested for using Lantern VPN yes. for using it. Yes. That's it. Why? What was Not he doing? for a crime. And you know why? Because he was looking up information on Wikipedia, which is yes. blocked in China. <laughs> right. He you went know? on Wikipedia. That was his crime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's... Uh, no, that's, that's next. That's, that's the next yeah. one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You know, it really is quite sad, but the Chinese government blocks the internet for a reason. They mm -hmm. do not want the local uh, citizens to be able no. to have any opinion other than that which they're given by the government. So they're not even allowed to look elsewhere. Yeah. It's forbidden knowledge. You cannot yeah. see what the rest of the world is talking about. Wikipedia is blocked. I mean, just yeah. think about that. How often do you use Wikipedia? <laughs> how, how insanely insecure is it to block Wikipedia? Yeah. That's literally like 1984 and they like lock up the books. Yeah. It's, it's like you're not on. allowed to learn. Yeah, that's exactly what's going they on. They have Baiku, which is their own version. Yeah, which is heavily censored. Which is like just, just, Tiananmen, Square was, Tiananmen Square was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Basically. It was good. It's what formed China. <laughs> yeah. China would not be as strong as it is today if it wasn't we love for what we did. death and murder. Yeah. You know, it's, it is insane, but all of the websites that you're used to um, are blocked. We keep saying this, but yeah. name a website, it's blocked it's in blocked. China. So in all, in, if you're circumventing their censorship in order to get out and see things which they don't want you to see, it's not legal. No. And we've heard that argument before where people are like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, if people really want to see, they can just get a VPN. No, you can't. No. It is illegal. You can get arrested for it. Here's proof. Right. Um, what, you know where this gray area comes from? What? Is Not that, gray matter. No. That's for sure. Is foreigners. Okay. Because if you're a foreigner using a VPN in China, you're not really going to get into any trouble. No, I mean they they might tell you not to do it. No, because you you live outside of yeah, the China sphere, and you're not Chinese. You're no, not a Chinese citizen. It doesn't apply. Yeah, yeah. If so, you were using a VPN, they could nail you on a VPN charge if you're doing anything with it. Absolutely, and I mean there there posting. has there have been circumstances where people have been confronted in public about like by the cops saying like, hey, what are you doing? Oh no, if we if we got thrown yeah. in jail like before we left, mm -hmm. that would have been one of the charges that they sure. would have just thrown at us. But you see, a lot of the influencers, especially YouTubers within China, they use VPNs. Obviously, they have Wars. to to get onto <laughs> freaking YouTube. It's so ridiculous that they have to use a Western you know, to thing promote. to promote <laughs> censorship. But, you know, 
um, they use VPNs all the time, and then if they haven't seen any trouble for it, so they they somehow believe that it's okay. You know, do you know what it is? What? It's very simple. Mm. And I've said this multiple times, and I've said this to the media recently, actually, which yeah. we won't tell you which media because I don't want to give them a spotlight. No. I said this to the media, and they they kindly didn't include this part of yeah. my article. Sure. The majority of people that you will see supporting the Communist Party of China or authoritarian regimes do not speak Chinese. Yes. We are showing you an article that we found, or an actual police report, because we can read the police report. Yeah. The people that go out of their way, whether they're compensated or not, to live in a dream world that authoritarianism is cool and let's let Big Daddy CCP and Xi Dada take care of everything, yeah. do not have meaningful relationships outside of their wife or girlfriend. Yeah. They do not speak Chinese for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah. And they don't understand the world around them in China, so they can't fathom that some atrocities or horrific things are happening because they haven't been outside their region or yeah. don't, when they leave their region, don't understand what's happening around them. Or they're just not allowed to go they're, or they're traveling. Like, oh, you can't go into this area. That's a so good they, point. They don't see it. Or they're not even interested in it. That's yeah. the problem is they're not, a lot of these people will live in China painting this picture about how the government's amazing without having a meaningful relationship with Chinese people, to me, that's very elitist. Yes. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. understand what's happening. It is it is illegal to use a VPN in China. Yeah. That is against the law. Yeah, exactly. Just because you get to do it, it's not fair for Chinese people to go to jail for it. Sure. Right? So you, Mr. A piece of shit YouTuber in China that's stroking the jiba of the CCP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're using a VPN and telling everyone it's okay when other people maybe get the idea from you and go to fucking jail. I know. <laughs> you right? know what I mean? It's not correct. So imagine you hop the Great Firewall of China and and see like these like white YouTubers or whatever. They're like, I, I better get a VPN. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And, and they're, they're behind bars. I know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So anyway, what's our next thing? Something about the Hong um, police so, so this is effed up too yeah so you might as well just we might as well just say it hong kong is is done mm. um my heart goes out to hong kong and i hope they keep up the fight sure. the thing is hong kong um legally if you are a critic of the chinese communist party you might as well call hong kong done the reason i say that is now because snitch of the national time. security law it's yeah. gone so far yeah. that it's snitch time you can explain it's snitch, snitch time, time. This is another communist favorite, and if you've ever watched 1984, which you still haven't watched the original one, I right. still haven't watched the remake, but right. uh, um, it's all about snitching on your neighbors. It's all mm. about snitching on your family to get mm. favors. This is something that happened during the Cultural Revolution big time. Right. You know, people would rat out their parents, their grandparents, their friends, their neighbors right. to the communist authorities saying, oh... I've heard him listen to Western music or something, and then sure. they get taken off to a concentration camp, right? Right. Or they'll be like, oh, my, my mother has a, a book in her bookshelf or, you know, under her bed, a Bible or something, and then they get, yeah. you know, taken that, that away. So that kind of stuff happens in these despicable sort of, um, you know, communist situations. And this is what's happening now. There's now a National Security Department reporting hotline <laughs> that you can in Hong Kong. Anonymously. Yes, anonymously snitch on your neighbor if you think that they're doing something that circumvents national security. Now, mm. do you understand how open to abuse this is? It's like calling someone a witch. Yeah. Back in the medieval times. It's a witch hunt. It is. So, let's just say you and I get into an argument, we're neighbors, and I don't like you, and you've pissed me off. I don't know, your dog pisses on my lawn or something. All I do is anonymously contact this number and say that I saw you talking to some American spies or something, or I saw you talking to the media, or you have a free Hong Kong... 
uh, slogan on your window or some bullshit or whatever, and you will be investigated by the government. Do you see how it's not dangerous idle investigation. This, this is? They're dangerous. on edge right now, yeah. too. This anonymous reporting thing is a big thing in China as well. Oh, it's huge. Um, about four years ago, uh, there was a huge campaign to report me as a spy. Yeah. And um, it's all anonymous. You can go online. And there were forums on the Internet telling people how to do it. Like, go to this web, the government website. This is my name. This is you know yeah. the city I live in. Report me. Someone and, did it on YouTube. They reported me as a spy yeah. on YouTube live to the Chinese police. Yeah, speaking to the police. Yeah. But yeah, he phoned them anonymously. But right. the website but he did it live on YouTube. The, the yeah, the, the website allows you yeah. to anonymously. But, yeah, you completely can. just doesn't matter who you are. Right. Nothing traces back to you. Report someone. Right. So there were hundreds, if not thousands, of reports. Sure. To the local security bureau in Shenzhen that I'm a spy. Right. Okay, because this is when the, uh, the Wumaos got pissed off with my videos. They're like, fuck this guy, we're going to get rid of him. And, you know, tons of people did it. Even some cowardly foreigners did it as yeah, well. Yeah. And they all reported me as this spy, which, of course, never led to anything because I'm not a damn spy. It's pretty sure. simple. If I was a spy, I wouldn't be making public videos on YouTube, you dumbasses. But anyway, right. the thing is, it's this whole culture of snitching, which has been in, embedded in Chinese yeah, yeah, society, which sure. is disgusting. And now you're seeing it extended into Hong Kong. Yeah. You know? I didn't think I'd live to see this day. Yeah, and it's you know what? In China, it's not snitches get stitches. It's snitches get rewards. Yeah, yeah. And so people love snitching because it means they can get something. Sure. And it's a breeds this it's, it's terrible, terrible thing. Especially the lost mm. generation. Yeah. I'm not so much the young people, but the lost generation mm. love snitching because they were rewarded during Mao's Red Era. Sure. That was snitching as how you got ahead. Yeah. But keep in mind, this is why the Chinese government exists. The, the more you snitch and the more you fuck up the person next to you or below you or above you, the higher you go. So yeah. you're talking about the country, the people that lead this country are the worst of all. Yeah, because they snitch the most. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty effed up, dude. Yeah. If they're in a gang, bad. they'd be shot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, street, street cred or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to report someone, go to Nimasala627. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right, it's time for our Q and A, guys. Yes, where we answer your questions, new questions, question answers. answers. Yes, does that become a thing? It is. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> what do we got? Oh, you got we, back in there. You logged back in. I did, but it doesn't it doesn't save them, so I've been manually saving. Okay, all right. Uh, Nick Kirby, uh, would you guys? Uh, we already read that. I'm sorry, okay. Nick. You just got read twice. <laughs> um, okay. Jan Fauske, we know you. Great content as usual. Tell us about Yunnan, Kunming, and Lijiang. Did you go there? Yes, we yes. did. You should watch Conquering Southern China, brah. Yeah. Um, is is the border of Vietnam strictly guarded? No, it's no. very porous, especially in Guangxi, where I was. Mm. Cheers to Winston. Jack Black looks good. Are there microbreweries in Zhonghua? There are. Yes. And they're mostly foreign-run? Yeah, they're all foreign-run. We have a good buddy yeah. that runs one, actually. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. This stuff's good. Mm. Uh, Trevor travels the world. Hey, man, missed the first part of the stream. Can you guys summarize uh, your thoughts on the election? It's crazy, obviously. Um, that's not what we were talking about. We yeah. Go back and watch it when yeah. it's over. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about how China covered it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Lau, are your ADB China footages recently filmed back in 2019 or 2018? What about the footages filmed in the USA on the channel pre-pandemic? Uh, it depends on the video completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the stuff is a bit older. I wouldn't go as far as 2018. No, no. <laughs> um, pre-pandemic, yeah, a lot of our stuff is pre-pandemic. We haven't been yeah. able to get out I, as much. I only moved here in 2019. So right. in 2019 is when my fresh China footage kind of died. But that doesn't stop the fact that I've got people sending me up-to-date footage. Yeah, yeah, sending us. Sorry, up-to-date footage. Sorry. <laughs> you know, they send it to me and then we both use it. Yeah. Bullshit. When, what about... When's the last time someone sent you something? What about unnamed individual? 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Dark Mez, <laughs> uh, did you ever check out the Storyfire for uploads like I mentioned the last two times? Yeah, yeah, I did. We did check it out. Um, it looks like a ball leg to try to get your our stuff up there. Yeah. Um, also, people have been tr- trying to tell us to go on. What's that other freaking bit shoot? Bit shoot. Bit shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds terrible. Well, it's bit shoot, yeah. It's not bitch shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway... That looks very buggy and hard to use too. I sur- we we do have copies of everything. Yeah, don't, so worry. don't worry. We will get there. Uh, March. Do you guys think there's an option for backing out if Biden wins for far right groups? My main concern is gun rights, and Biden isn't the best for it. Um, I actually have no idea. I think that it's very hard to change massive things like that. I think there's a, this misconception in America that yeah. a president can suddenly dictate yeah, like, what goes on. It's I this is from an outside perspective, right? Sure. Okay, uh, and I am not an expert on American politics, sure. and if I make mistakes, please forgive me. But from what I've seen, is that there are checks and balances. Okay, so let's just say the president says no more, no more chewing gum allowed. Okay, it'll be state by state, governor by governor, like mayor by mayor, area by area, d- democratic little. Oh, enclaves you know writing your congressman or yeah. whatever it's not like it's just suddenly bam no. right it's one of those things that you will move to the state which suits you best go to texas right if you're into that yeah i mean are you turn to that person yeah, there's like, no way that, for everybody there's no way that texas is going to give up gun rights no i'm just saying like that's my no i no no that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, you're yeah. absolutely correct i All think right. people really read into leadership too much yeah yeah <laughs> i think the that, president can make suggestions sure there are and executive decisions and stuff but like obviously but like abusing that uh, that's one thing and that's what gets you not very favorable views from the public so yeah. you kind of have to keep that in mind sure. when you're running a country sure right? sure uh, Sam Moffat, mm. sorry, I jumped all the way down to you. Um, why do you think that the scam calls in the U.S. are in Chinese, but rarely in Spanish? Is it that Chinese people think it's normal for Chinese support? Uh, Chinese support department is that Hebrews? No, it's very they're, easy to explain. They're and they're actually very uh, sophisticated because what they'll do is they target. There's a huge amount of Chinese people in China first. I mean, in the USA first sure. of all. Okay, I'm not even joking. Almost every time I go to a park or I go out, I hear Mandarin being spoken. Me too. Okay, and what happens is. Because we can understand these scam calls. They call you and they, it's either one of two things. Number one, they say there's something wrong with your visa or your passport. Okay. So they say your visa has a problem. Yeah. You need to phone this number yeah. um, in order to sort it out. <laughs> and it's all in Chinese. And you have to understand a lot of the Chinese diaspora here don't speak English. Sure. They came over here and they stick to their bubbles, especially the older generation. You know, they come, maybe they've got a daughter who immigrated here, married uh, an American. They bring the family over. They get a phone call that's all in Chinese telling them that there's something wrong with their visa and they have to sort it out immediately yeah. or there's going to be a problem. They react. They'll right. call the number. They'll fall for the trick. I, I have a perfect example. My wife mm-hmm. and I just made friends with a mainland family the other day. Yeah. And we're super, we're getting super close. But mm-hmm. the problem is, is their family that they mm-hmm. brought over, like you said, they don't speak English, right? Yeah. They, the, our friends speak flawless English sure. and they laugh at this kind of stuff. But yeah. their parents yeah. fell victim to this when they were at home. When they were hanging out with us at the park, oh, right? Yeah. So they call back this number and they freak out. They're, everything's in order. Everything's yeah, fine for sure. them, right? But they freak out because they hear it. They think it's the Chinese government or something. Yeah. And they have that gut instinct like, oh, crap, what happened? Yeah. Because they don't understand the, the scam stuff. And their their kids, our friends, failed to explain that to them. Yeah. You know? So now they're dealing with all, like, they're on every list you've ever seen ever. Yeah. Probably going to change their numbers. Another now. scam they do is they tell you in Chinese, hey, there's a package waiting for you yeah. customs yeah you we need to call this number time. and then when you call the number they say 
um, illegal drugs or something illegal yeah. was found in the package and so now you're in, you're in trouble, you're going to get deported. You need to send you know, money. So you, yeah. And of course, people fall for this. It's sure. despicable. And, you know, scamming is a huge part of Chinese culture. I hate to say it, but like you've seen some of my no, scam no, 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 videos yeah. in society. It's a huge part. Chinese people get scammed all the time by other Chinese people within China. And a lot, and I have to say this as well, there are a lot of people that are here, Chinese, that are also here kind of maybe not 100% legitimately. So maybe they're here on a student visa, but they're actually working when they're not supposed to. Or maybe they came over and they're overstaying or they're not supposed to be doing this or that. So that this kind of thing works very well on those people who are sure. vulnerable right. because they'll get a phone call and it says, hey, there's something wrong with your visa. And you know what? Maybe there is something. They know sure. that they've done something. That's definitely in the, the lower bracket yeah, of percentage. But it, that's another it's reason elderly, why it works. For sure. Yeah. But it's the elderly. It's just yeah. like why social security call scams only work on old people here. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. It's the same thing. But that's why they're in Chinese because of right. the massive amount of Chinese people here. Yeah. And uh, if you're in California, like or in New York City, you know you Huge. won't you won't be able to go anywhere without seeing uh, Chinese people, which is nice. It's nice to have, you know, a different group of people around. But the fact that there is pockets of Chinese like Chinese yeah. restaurants and culture and stuff has been awesome for us yeah. because yeah. we get to go hang out with people. It's good for our wives that there are, there are Asian supermarkets that they can yeah. go get the stuff that they're missing from home and all that. Sure. It all exists. Yeah, I have here. to cook. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is uh, you can't go anywhere without seeing Chinese people. And that's why it's so easy. It doesn't matter if 10 English speakers pick up the line. It's that one Chinese person that picks up the line, picks up the line that's going to get scammed. Correct. And they make their money. Right. Yeah. We are running over time, so yeah. we're going to rip through these. Okay. I like uh, Santi says I like my tinfoil hat. Privacy is important. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Pull it tighter. It's yeah, going to exactly. get bad. Um, Depends on the brand too. Glad. Use a Glad wrap. You can use Glad wrap. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Don't buy that like extra value whatever Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Should. Winston Kalisalai. Okay. That, that's probably something from uh, N7. What is that shit called? Oh yeah, yeah, from from that's, Mass Effect. That's that's correct. So, um, um, what's the? I love Mass some Effect. Fan you are. No, I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. It's it's been years because um, that's that's um, what is wrong with me that I cannot remember this. It's gonna bug it's me like so a cat, much. Dude. No, no, it's the it's the the flotilla spacefaring. You know, they, they have is to wear suits because score? of my microbes and stuff. Mm. I know the lore. I know exactly who it is. You know, Tali is the, the person no of that race, and I just don't remember the name of the race. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, no worries. And please, please do that cooking series. And could mm. you resurrect the Chinese espresso series? <laughs> that is something we will not do. <laughs> no. That is the worst performing thing. We've actually made our channels get less subscribers. Yes, it actually. <laughs> we had a net loss. Yeah, we did. If we you guys did. don't know, we did this thing called Chinese espresso. If you want to just laugh, yeah. what we would do is we'd set up a very quick skit. Yes. And then we'd teach uh, everyone a Chinese phrase. This is yeah. in China. Yeah. And then our wives would do like a mouth thing. Yeah. So we could, people could mimic the, the way mimic the, it. Yeah, yeah. So we did like macro shots in their mouth. Do you know how many mouth pervs there are? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. What is a mouth perv? And you you were like, when we do this, there's going to be mouth pervs. And I was yeah. like, what's a mouth perv? Oh, yeah, there's mouth There are mouth pervs. Yeah. There are mouth pervs. A lot of mouth pervs out there. Anyway. Yeah, go look it terrible up. Terrible series. It was funny. Yeah. And I'm sure it was helpful for some people, but yeah. it performed so badly. Quarry. Quarians, 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 quarians. Oh, I'm so so feel so ashamed. I lived and breathed that game for like years. Oh, don't be ashamed. <laughs> it's I, been I, ages. Yeah. Jason six, mm. uh, Kent mm. six 
percent. Jason yeah. actually has been forcing us to work out, so we want to say thank you to yeah, him. We've been working out every day. Yeah, trying to lose some weight. Get some, we'll show you your gains. We'll give it a month before we show our gains. <laughs> we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, maybe not so much on the weight loss, but definitely on the muscle. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're lifting a lot. Absolutely. You laugh, but we're working hard. Just don't want to be one of those ads. You always see some guys like, oh yeah, them. You can run on the treadmill all day, but guess what? That doesn't help because, you know, no, we this is one oh, food. This... Oh, you don't have to worry about it. We will never be those guys. We'll never look like that. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Any chance of an 80s themed podcast episode? Oh, that'd, yes. That'd be interesting. I don't know. Oh, dude, do it, like, but... by the way. Oh, yeah. I've just ordered um, an 80s synthesizer and drum machine. I'm going to start making some 80s synth wave, even though I don't know how. But nice. I love it so much. I'm going to learn. Nice. So maybe that can be part of it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hip love X, hip X love X. That's a very like 2002 screen name. Remember when you put X's between them? Yeah. Look forward to every Thursday night. I've learned so much from your channel. Down with the mainstream media. Down nice. with the mainstream media. I agree. They've lost Agreed. all credibility. For mm. the most part. For the for the, for the main part. part. For the old part. <laughs> I was trying to make a pun, but it didn't work. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah. Mendozi, uh, good work, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, and Sam Moffat, our last one here. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you think? Oh, we already did that one. All right, Fantastic. guys. Thank you very much. I hope you guys learned a lot today. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks. I just want to be, before we end, I want to say something here. Guys, don't let all the negativity get to you. Yes, um, thank you. I was going to say there's, something. There's a lot of negativity out there. And everyone feels like, oh, the world's ending. Stop. Um, guess what? It doesn't. And I, I'm going to tell you this because I've had a lot of experience with this kind of thing. Um, South Africa, where I'm from, went through drastic changes. And, um, you know, like in a terrible, terrible, terrible way for everybody. Okay. It really did. And we saw things change. Just uh, it's, it's difficult to explain. But at the time that that was happening, everybody thought the world was ending. But guess what? It didn't end. People survived and pulled through. Things changed, okay? And, and lives continued. Look, I still went on my entire adventure to China and got to where I am now. Okay, you know, my brother died when I was very young and it was a terrible thing to deal with. And when you've got all this negativity around you, um, you, you feel like it's overwhelming, but it's not. It's temporary. So right. don't get stuck in with this. Remember, everything else is normal. Go on with your normal lives. Yes. Do your normal stuff. And yes. guess what? If you just kind of channel out all this negative crap around you, nothing's changed. No. So, guys, enjoy just, your relationships. Yeah. Keep your relationships strong. Yeah. It doesn't matter what political opinion people have as well. Keep mm. that relationship strong because your relationship with the people around you that you grew up with, that your coworkers, your friends, all these people, your family members, is much more important than whatever stupid opinion you or they might have. Exactly. Right? So stay, keep, put a smile on your face. Go, go do something you love yeah. and enjoy life. And guess what? There's no need to go out and fight a civil war or stop. any nonsense like yeah. that. It's nonsense. And stop um, saying, using vocabulary like that. Exactly. It's, stop it's, that, that, is, that is not going to happen. No. And if anyone does come try do some nonsense around where I live, it'll, it'll be an interesting evening. I'll put it that much. <laughs> yeah, put it like you know, that way. Yeah. Kind of, you know, sure. maybe but, the, the old me will come out. Sure. <laughs> it'll oh, be good. It won't. No, That's the it, thing won't, is it yeah. won't. Anyway, <laughs> love you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you in the next video tomorrow. Um, I got something completely different. It's kind of fun. It's fun. So I hope you catch my video on Serpent. And if you tomorrow. want to see why my wife wants my urine, go watch. <laughs>